0: Yo, it's total, I don't know, I'm hearing like extra noise in my microphone, that doesn't even matter, but Kyle's got, oh, Kyle had Christmas lights on just a moment ago, and then he tricked me, he turned ah. them off, we got to things to talk about in the car business though. Go
1: <laughs> I did have Christmas lights.
0: Dude, everything about time that time intro threw me, me off. Me. All of a sudden I have this like noise in my in-ears, in Kyle's you lights different. are different. <laughs> because I was like, I saw your lights, I'm like, oh, I don't know what's up with the Christmas lights, I still don't know what's up with the Christmas lights, but they're not there anymore. They're what, not there anymore. What was the deal with so the Christmas lights? The deal with the Christmas
1: lights is, you know, we do the year-end extravaganza thing every every year now. And so Nathan, our producer, and I were just kind of looking at like, hey, look, what if there was a couple little <laughs> pre-produced things? Would it look all Christmasy? And I was like, look change the lights christmas hey it's give, give your boy some string lights and it's over you know <laughs> it's been christmas in like
0: costco for 30 days already
1: i know but I, now, that was the last christmasy thing i do by the way until the day after thanksgiving like i don't let it in my life it's not happening
0: i well it was snowing here yesterday and i was like oh, oh man when there's snow and you're in the car with the family this time of year like i start to hear christmas music yeah But we would- just
1: Is in your brain.
0: I mean, and we all, we have like, you know, probably like four albums that we listen to on repeat throughout the Christmas season, like... By the way, we'll talk about the Chris we'll, we'll talk about that when it's christmas time isn't um, that funny but yep. uh not anything to do with christmas time Kyle and I are going to be traveling around a bit uh visiting some dealers on Friday next week we'll be at used car week from i think it's like tuesday through the very end of thursday so yeah yeah yep. so uh make sure you come say hi we're going to be roaming uh Kyle is uh judging the Navicon or no what are you what are you the judge on
1: Na- Navicon.
0: Okay, yep. I thought that was what it was. You and Greenfield and the troublemaker is going to be uh, dropping some judgment.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, I, look, that's like my favorite thing. Dude, it's your wheelhouse. It's your the wheelhouse. Tech in the industry and be like, ah,
0: I'm <laughs> Let me just say, if you're competing in that competition, gird your loins. Gird your loins. It's just going
1: to happen. Yeah, I don't like Steve Greenfield. He's like, you know, well, let's just look at this. And I'm like,
0: pop it a skibbity bop. Kyle's like, if we walk away from this and you don't even either hate me or love me, there's no middle ground with what Kyle, are right? You're going to hate me. You're going to cool. love me. That's the goal. Um, what else is going on? Auto collabs today. We are dropping, uh, our interview with Steve white, which was amazing with clairvoy, um, talking about how they add 1 billion lines of data each month plus his backstory such a great guy to have a conversation with uh Michael Cirillo Kyle and myself had an awesome awesome time in conversation with him so check that out you go to any podcast platform and just search auto collab c-o-l-l-a-b-s, C-O-L-L-A-B-S uh, just another one of the pieces of content in the verse that uh you might just find out that you like little little slower conversation figure, than the for morning sure show go check out for sure go check out yes. okay so let's get into some news. Let's let's get into. Oh, this it. is go. this is actually. I don't know which trigger pad. Do I play this one? I don't play that one anymore. Right? We can the other UAW trigger pad. Yeah, it's weird you know. because like now the UAW update is not even about the big three anymore. And until this thing's ratified, I think we're going to be floating in this middle land. But this it's is this a, middle space. I think so this is a really positive it. story yep. to come out of everything A substantial attention uh, has been turned to the UAW strike and all the subsequent subsequent pay increases and benefits for workers. Toyota now is voluntarily boosting pay for their non-union production workers. Toyota doesn't have a union. It's not like they have union right. workers and non-union workers. They don't have any union workers. So they're boosting pay for their workers as the automakers announced a 9.2% wage increase uh, for the production workers so they raised the hourly wages for US manufacturing distribution and logistics employees to 34.80 effective January 1st it's the third uh raise this year so they typically actually do biannual raises so they already have wow. two that happen every year this is a third one which makes it a little bit um unusual but obviously we can tie it back to what's going on in the rest of the industry if you're a skilled trades worker like you have a little bit more of a, a specialty skill set now your top wage is 43 20 an hour which sounds very familiar <laughs> right i've seen numbers in
1: those mid 40s recently <laughs> up from thirty
0: nine fifty. so they got a bump as well uh as well as increased pay time off And uh, including increased paid time off for temporary workers. Chris Reynolds, the executive VP for corporate resources at Toyota, North America, emphasizes the company's ethos when he said, quote, At Toyota, we take great pride in showing respect for people. We value our employees, their contributions, and we show it by offering robust compensation packages that we continually review to ensure that we remain competitive in the auto industry. How can we not? I wish we had an applause trigger pad because like they they handled it with Toyota level. Thank you. I got you. I got you. Toyota just handles it with a level of decorum. And and respect. I almost that. struggle to
1: comment on this at this point because <laughs> I feel like sometimes it's like our little Toyota love fest. Like we love other brands too, but there's just so much good in the way that they communicate, the way that they care for people. It's clear that this comes alongside the pressure of what is happening elsewhere in the U.S. with the with uh, the UAW impacted manufacturers, and they have to stay competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when you're consistently giving cost of living adjustments consistently giving raises and then you respond to a market to market pressure in time before anyone like creates an uprising you create loyal people within your organization and those type of loyal people help you build brand help you build better better experiences better vehicles all of that type of stuff so like that's the focus for me is like they're paying attention to the market and they're paying attention to their people at the same time and they're continually making improvements but it's still, it's like this, it's, it's the same exact thing uh, that's happening with like their approach to EVs. It's like a measured approach. Hey, look, if anyone just came to you without you like asking or forcing and said, you get a 9.2% increase. You'd run around like
0: giddy. Okay. right? right. Well, you know, everybody, everybody that works there is watching the strike. They're watching the strike, but like they didn't have to do anything. They didn't have to go 30%. That. Exactly. Right. That's, I exactly. think that's the point. And, that's you the know, point. Th- the other stories around Toyota right now, right? Incredible profits because of their, you know, foresight on hybrids and what that's actually doing for the company. And and I think this ties back to like the, the Asoto way of saying it, right? Like help a lot of people make a lot of money, right? That's kind of Ben Stock put that out there, but that really is like, yep. they're focused on their people. They can keep quality up. Um, and the, the, the balance sheet and the P&L shows it really does. Speaking exactly. of EVs, Stop. Segway, Time. hybrids, EVs, hybrids balance EVs balance sheet. You men- balance. you mentioned this story yesterday. I did. And yes, I'm glad we're
1: I'm And so like I had to bring this today.
0: back around because it was such a great little part of the story and I think it's a really in, in, like in, important development. So, Vietnamese automaker VinFast uh, they're contemplating the introduction of their v- VF3 mini car to the U.S. market at a potential price point under 20000 This thing looks like a Tonka yep. truck. A little one. <laughs> it's like a Swatch car and a Tonka truck got together. At a mere 10.2 feet in length, this chunky two-door EV is designed to cater to the Vietnamese market. However they're saying this might just appeal to budget conscious american city dwellers, it's definitely easy to park. Uh it's described as a car and a crossover. It still has 16-inch wheels which on a car that short look pretty big. Um potential, here's the here's the kicker, the potential price point might be uh $20,000 when if it's eligible for the tax credit. You do the math, it's like pretty much priced like a Nissan Sentra was back in 2001. 12 grand. Right. Twelve five, Pretty wild. There's nothing like it on the market. Dale Hale, advisor to VinFast, shared shared insights from their dealer meetings they've been having because they were bringing on network Ah, of dealers. Ah, see there. And he (laughs) says they like the whole lineup, but the VF3, I would say, got an almost 100% response. They liked it um, because of the price point. And they're like, there's nothing else like it on the market.
1: There is nothing else like it on the market and it doesn't look like the other cars that are in that kind of like size class, like a smart car, the (laughs) mini thing, right? Look like it's just going to get pummeled at this thing. At least this thing kind of looks like it could hurt drive over something, you know, it could at least drive over something. And I think that that's that's a big change to because there's a market for this small car, right? don't have kids like city uh, city driving want to be able to parallel park get in garages get out things like that and it's and a great
0: second a, vehicle
1: it's a great especially second especially if you have
0: to park it somewhere you're
1: probably going to get higher uh, a, a much higher um, capacity on the battery because you have a lot a lot lighter vehicle potentially range is really mm-hmm. good and then that price point to get people over the hump of I'm going to try this thing out. Like imagine people doing well, a two year lease as a second vehicle to try and get into what is the that going to be on a two
0: year lease Bruh. as a second, like $129 a month.
1: Like, what it's not is easy, that like what's the residual on that thing? It's got to have like, they a, write you, you know. a check.
0: If you do a 12 month lease, yeah. <laughs> they give you, they a give check. you $1,500 and let you take the vehicle for a year. <laughs> They're like, we'll take that tax credit. Actually think about that. Not, not a bad dude. That's like
1: man. <laughs> the EV tax is,
0: credits, like 40% of the cost of the vehicle. Right. So like if, <laughs> if okay, you lease so that the residual
1: is probably going to be low, the residual residual because of the tax credit is yeah. probably going to be in the like 30% range. So yep. you're still going to have leftover of, you know, four five six grand. Right. Over Good. over that time period Like it is It's going to be a, It's going to be like the 200. 99 down $99 a month oh, lease Here
0: we go One day lease right. <laughs> oh, Nathan's typing in the notes One day lease that sucker And
1: flip it Yeah <laughs> That's that whole thing That we were talking earlier This week I mean there's so much opportunity When when you grab that So,
0: so true So, so true uh, Well,
1: Speaking of I don't even know What to talk about So much opportunity
0: <laughs> sure. So much opportunity sure. but
1: So if you've been to Walmart recently, especially if you've uh, done any of the self checkout, uh, you've seen their five-star checkout survey and how it's been a source of potential frustration for both consumers and employees. So the survey is part of Walmart's customer satisfaction evaluation, where customers are prompted to rate their checkout experience. However, the reports are saying the pressure to achieve the five-star ratings have reportedly led to stress among employees. Ah. Some workers get this. This is watch. We're going to draw a straight line here on this one. Some workers are feeling that their jobs are at risk if they don't secure perfect scores, while customers have, on the other hand, expressed frustration or annoyance at being constantly asked to complete the surveys every time they go in or by the employee that's standing close to them. Um, this is a tension that we know all too well in, in automotive. It's felt where, very familiar. Felt very familiar where the employee evaluation is extremely important to understand the customer experience, but the customer is, is, it's not like a willing participant in it. And so there's this dissonance in order to get the scores and not just that, but there's so much pay. There's, there's dealer pay, there's employee pay. There's uh, there's, there's customer satisfaction all on the line when talking about, Hey, can we just get the feedback?
0: Well, the way the Walmart program works is that the managers are incentivized with their pay plan based on responses. The employees are not, but obviously the manager puts pressure on employees. There's stories in there of you know, uh, people saying your customer saying like, I wasn't even done. And the employee just came up and pressed the five
1: stars. You're right. Right,
0: And, or, <laughs> or when you walk away, which I would be the one who like, as my receipt pops out, like I'm already three steps out the door, halfway. Gone, it's just right? showing up on the screen, in which case the employee, some of the employees are saying, yeah, we were told if they don't press it, then it must've been a five star experience if they don't do anything. And the, I think the most important part of this story is like, there is a balance between how do you get relevant feedback that doesn't hassle the customer at the same time don't put so much pressure on your people that they're paying attention and their eyes are wide open on the whole checkout experience because if you think about like in the walmart situation you're worried about the survey so you're worried about literally the last three seconds of that customer's experience when you might not be paying attention to the fact because you're looking at all the terminals okay who's ready to hit the five stars that somebody has a little problem that's in line that you could solve exactly. or the scanner's not working or something that actually is going to frustrate the customer at the end. And so um, I'll not- I'll say it like this to the group that I was with before. And the reason why
1: just like real honestly, uh, CSI came out of pay plans. I said, because CSI is an, is a lagging indicator to intent and experience. Yep. That's a great way to put it. Right. Yep. Like, if you are waiting on or pursuing CSI at the point of survey, then you are creating, then you are looking at it as a lagging indicator to the real experience that you could deliver. And so focus on the real experience and the surveys will
0: take care of themselves. There you go. The surveys will take care of themselves. Hey, by the way, if you listen to the show on the podcast, leave us a review. We want to know how we're doing. Or if you get the daily email, Just hit reply and tell us how you like it or don't like it. We'll see you tomorrow.